friends. This is Linda Dawson, and Glenn is here with us, too. Hi, folks. Welcome to our podcast. And how are you doing today, Linda? Doing okay, except I got the shingles. Oh, no, I bet that hurts. Yes, it does. I'm sure sorry about that, Linda. I'm sure everybody will be praying for you. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Linda, you know, when I was writing this script for this program, I was going to quote a scripture I had heard people say all my life. The scripture was, this too shall pass. And then I was going to say that was one of my favorite scriptures because it had been (laughs) up till here. When I was searching for where it was located in the Bible, I found out it's not in the Bible. The verse in 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18 talks about troubles being temporary. It says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which we are seen, but the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And I quote this so you'll remember, be sure your scriptures before you go out and quote them. Glenn, our song for today is a beautifully arrangement of Fanny Crosby's hymn. It begins with a wonderful moving introduction and moves into a soothing melody that is so reassuring and modulates to a second key and leaves you with complete contentment. A wonderful Savior is Jesus my Lord, a wonderful Savior to me. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock, where rivers of pleasure I see. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of his love and covers me there with his hand, and covers me there with his hand. A wonderful Savior is Jesus my Lord. He taketh my burdens away. He holdeth me up, and I shall not be moved. He giveth my strength as my day. With numberless blessings each moment he crowns, and filled with his fullness divine, I sing in my rapture, O glory to God for such a Redeemer as mine. When clothed in his brightness, transported I rise to meet him in the clouds of the sky. His perfect salvation, his wonderful love, I shout, with the millions on high. A song of joy that Christ is our Savior, based on the picture of God putting Moses in the cleft of the rock and covering him with his hand, is He Hideth My Soul. The text was written by Fanny Crosby, who was born in a little cottage at Gayville in the community of Southeast Putnam County, New York, on March the 24th, 1820. At six weeks old, she caught a cold, and when a country doctor mistakenly diagnosed her condition and prescribed a hot mustard poultice for her inflamed eyes, her eyes were scarred, and she gradually lost her eyesight until she became blind at age five. She lived the rest of her life blind, but later stated, If I had a choice, I would still choose to remain blind, for when I die, the first face I will ever see will be the face of my blessed Savior. At age eight, she produced her first poem, Oh, What a Happy Child I Am. Although she cannot see, I am resolved in this world content I will be. She later said she didn't have any resentment towards the doctors, 
and on one occasion as a young woman, she spoke before the United States Senate and moved many senators to tears with the recital of one of her poems, proving that blind people can be educated if they have the proper training. Fanny's father died when she was a year old, and after living with her own parents for several years, Fanny's mother moved to Ridgefield, Connecticut when the girl was nine. She received her early instruction from her grandmother and attended local schools off and on, then was educated for several years at the New York State School for the Blind in New York City and followed her graduation, taught school for 11 years at that school. Regarding her plot in life, she wrote the following words. It seemed intended by the blessed providence of God that I should be blind all my life, and I thank him for the dispensation. If per perfect earthly sight were offered to me tomorrow, I'd not accept it. I might not have sang hymns to the praise of God. If I'd been distracted by beautiful and interesting things about me. As a young woman, she went to the New York Institution for the Blind. While there, she met Alexander Van Alstine, who joined the faculty alongside her. She later wrote, After hearing several of my poems, he became deeply interested in my work, and I, after listening to his sweet strains of music, became interested in him. Thus we soon grew to be very concerned for each other. Love met love, and all the world was changed. We were no longer blind, for the light of love showed us where the lilies bloomed. In 1858, she married Alexander, and they had one child who died as an infant. Fanny mourned the loss of her child for the remainder of her life. Sadly, her marriage did not last, and the couple eventually separated. At the time, Fanny was living in a New York City apartment and attending St. John Methodist Episcopal Church. She received a visit from a hymn composer, William Kirkpatrick, Many of his melodies are well known, including the one of Fanny's text, Redeemed How I Love to Proclaim It. He had just completed a new tune to which he had felt needed a suitable words. When he played the melody for Fanny, her face lit up. She knelt in prayer and soon gave Kirkpatrick the lines of He Hideth My Soul. This gospel song was one of her favorite, and she wrote more than 8,500 hymns. Like David in the wilderness, she sometimes felt alone and vulnerable. In the words of scripture, she prayed, hide me, and she found joy in Psalm 32, 7, which says, you are my hiding place. But the verse that had inspired this song actually comes from the book of Exodus. Seeking to know God was with the Israelites in the wilderness. Moses asked the Lord to show him his presence. God granted Moses request and assured him, I will put you in the cleft of a rock and cover you with my hand. That's in Exodus 33:22. The first stanza and the refrain of the song alludes to a mysterious incident in the life of Moses when he asked the Lord, please show me your glory, Exodus 33:18. God was willing to manifest his presence to Moses in a physical but carefully limited way. You cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, Here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be, while my glory passes by, 
that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Exodus thirty-three twenty through 22 The experience of Moses was surely an affirmation of the presence and power of God, something that concerned him greatly, as we read in Exodus thirty-three fourteen through 15 The incident likely blessed Fanny Crosby in a similar way as she thought of the Lord's loving care. He took her burdens upon himself, and he sustained her. He covered her life with numerous blessings and filled her with his fullness. In the New Testament, we find Jesus is the cornerstone who was rejected for us. So we, who are Christians, are hidden in the cleft of the rock. When we consider how the hand of God covers us and shields us from harm, we too can join in praise to God. O glory to God, for such a Redeemer is mine. Fanny's mother died the same year that the hymn was published, and she wrote a poem to mark that day. Fanny is said to have been full of energy, joy, and have zest for life. One biographer said, even in extreme old age, she would tire out people twenty to thirty years her junior. He hideth my soul as proof that Fanny relied on the Lord and turned to him for strength, comfort, and renewal of the spirit and soul. Fanny Crosby remained active in speaking and ministry until her death in 1915. She wrote over 8,000 hymns over the course of her life. And unlike many hymn writers who labored in relative obscurity, Fanny was very much a public figure, the friend of American presidents, Civil War generals, and other notables. She was also the first woman to address the United States Senate. With the same confidence she had for her recently departed mother, Fanny looked forward to that great day when she would be found in the presence of the Lord praising him with multitudes of saints and angels around his glorious throne. Once she stated, If I had a choice, I would still choose to remain blind, for when I die, the first face I will ever see will be the face of my blessed Savior. As a music evangelist, I'm always looking for people who love Christ and love each other. This is my prayer for our church. A lot that is seen by the world today is not the church, but a social club pretending to be a church. God is calling to himself a people willing to be called out of this world, not holier than thou, but serving God, not looking for how they can be entertained. I'm called to evangelize and encourage God's people. God's people, those who want to change the world by willingly and willfully following Christ. He is able. Praise his name. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Linda, probably most of our listeners are Christian people. I'd like to, in, to challenge them today to share their faith. You may think you can't do that. Let me just ask you this. Would God ask you to do something he'd not made a way for you to do? Would I, God ask you to do something you couldn't do? Don't you think God would help anyone do something he commanded you to do? God commanded us Christian people to go you into all the world and preach the gospel, teaching them and observing all things. Whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you 
always, even unto the end of the world. Mark 6, 15 and 16. Our world is a mess. Our city is a mess. Our government is not the answer. It was the churches that started our schools. It was the churches that started our hospital systems. What this country needs today is Jesus Christ. We have the ability, we have the resources, we have the responsibility, and we have the commandment of God to deliver the thing that will change the city, state, country, and world. This will bring about the needed changes. God has not commanded us to condemn anyone for what they do. He did not even command us to convict anyone of sin. That's his job. It's our job to show others that we love them, we care about them and their eternity, and tell them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. He will make the difference in changes in the people's lives, and that will change our land. Glenn, play He Hideth My Soul on the clarinet. All right.
had a great time with you all here today on Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast. Our program is part of the Glenn Dawson Evangelistic Association. That's a 5013C nonprofit. Our organization is dedicated to sharing the gospel with the world, and we're located in Lexington, Kentucky. We're on here every week looking at the old-time hymns, the authors, and events related to the writing of their songs. We hope you enjoy the program this week. We'd love to hear from you guys. Write us on Facebook or whatever platform you hear us on. You can even write us on our uh, webpage at www.glendawsonea.com. Listen to our music by searching the web for the music of Glenn Dawson. Be sure to punch the like button when you can. We look forward to seeing you again on Preparing Our Heart for Worship. We love love you guys. guys. Bye Bye for for this this time. time.